0: Powered by SET Online noise
1: today we speak to one of the most important producers in electronic music history uh, Moritz von Oswald A German producer who uh, essentially invented dub techno with basic channel Um, Although as you'll hear he he doesn't think he does Uh, He did invent it He bridged the Atlantic Divide by working with the likes of Juan Atkins and uh, Carl Craig, and is now releasing a new album, uh, *Descent*, a fabulous new album, I should say, with his Moritz uh, von Oswald trio. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Um,
2: It's a real thank you, Ben. Oh,
1: it's It's just a pleasure to speak to someone who's done so much in music and, and with so many different things. Um, okay. I-, I wanted to ask: with all the music you've worked with, all the different types, um, is there one thing that attracts you in music? One sort of thread that connects them all?
2: Well, it's sonic waves. I mean, I would say sound of the sound in general, so which means like three-dimensional directions, and so it means also concerts. You know, I love to play concerts, and this is something I learned from classical music because, you know, in classical music is only happening when you play, when you listen to it and you know, play it in concerts, and you know, this is why I'm going for to continue doing, like you doing, you know, all the sonic information.
1: It, it's interesting you say, uh, what well, you you love concerts, but a lot of the music you've made. Um, throughout the years um has and uh, not so much the, the the trio but a lot of the music you've historically made has been very much studio based were you always thinking about playing it live
2: well you know i mean you know what i wanted to say before was like the attraction of continue with the different types of music i did was mainly the sound the three-dimensional sound or you know i tried to get I tried to get to get it um, listenable like a headphone. You know, this was something I really wanted to go for, and you know, I really I love them. Um, you know, to be surrounded by by sound. You know, whatever it is, noise or you know, like t- tonal structures and instruments, especially drum. You know, drum sounds. And this is something I was studying. So I studied classical percussion, and this is what I really, that is what I really learned from you know if you hit a drum, then it's how it is reflecting and how does, you know, how the different types of style or sonic information is coming from it So you know all I wanted to say of course you know you can you can try to make to let the studio sound like this like really, like a headphone. This is what I always wanted to go for. So I had lots of speakers in my studio installed. And also learned this from classical music. This is what, for example, Stockhausen did in his studio. You know, he I saw it once. And he put speakers all over the, the whole room. It was like a radio studio, like the WDR studio. And he used this one for doing experiments in, you know, how he was cutting up tapes and. You know, I loved to be in this room. It was had a special atmosphere that I've never, never had around me, before. You know, you can go into a rock studio, or you can go into a bedroom. You know, this is what also people did lots of times, and the most beautiful stuff came out bedroom, bedroom studios, you know, just to have instruments right, right at the at the side of your bed. And this is, for example, what other guys in Detroit did mm-hmm. that had around me. And the time I was working with um, like past, you know, it's a bit hard, uh, Ben, to talk about past here. Yes. It's not hard, but I don't want to really go for it.
1: Okay. Well, you touched on something that I very much want to to speak to you about, um, which is percussion and your background as a percussionist. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think this has a, has shaped your approach to music, and do you still feel like a percussionist?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, as I said, you know, this is something that I'm always looking for to, you know, the depth of sound, the three dimensional aspect of How how do you come? You get really into into sound, Um, you know the kind of not really. It's for me it's a bit abstract. You know you don't you have only one instrument, some instruments which are producing like uh, producing like higher or lower notes. You have this and I don't want to name them now, but so there are some in the classical equipment that um drum instruments that or percussion instruments there which produce sounds i mean like toner
0: yeah
2: you know like as i said you know I, want, I don't want to go for it but i can tell you i mean you know the most beautiful instruments in, in the orchestra is timpani yes this is like the carrier of or carrier of the whole music in the orchestra talking so of
1: Talking of drums, um, you worked with Tony Allen, who is yeah you know, one of the greatest drummers of all time. Um, yeah, what was he
2: like to work with? Um, he was like an open, like an open book. You know, to read him was most beautiful, and to study how he was, you know, writing. His experience on the drums, because he was i mean he was um playing mainly f- one beat for the that he invented for the for his whole life, which he could really it was like a machine you know if you if he plays on and he goes with the beat and then you drop the beat and you drop it in maybe ten seconds later, he's still like a machine on it so he was was really something. Mm-hmm really steady and really well I mean incredibly performed. So I really admired him. I really controlled um his whole <clears throat> you know the information again that he wanted to transport.
1: One thing I love about him, um and I love a lot, a lot of his work is he seems he's always seems he's hitting the drums not very uh not very hard. Um and he no. makes I don't know. Is that is that true, or is that, is that just a wrong impression I've got?
2: Well, he was playing with a certain type of. Um, he didn't want to show what he could, how he could play. Like, you know, I mean, it was really light, and this is something. Like the most the most, exact acceptable aspect of, good music is lightness. Yeah. And floating, you know, this is something I really when there's something like this appearing, then I already love it immediately. Therefore, if you have this, I always say, <clears throat> if you have this one centimeter above the floor <clears throat> where the music is almost not touching, so this is what he did, you know. His beats were so so light and so, so delicate, which was, I mean, most beautiful. It was, it was so big, a fan of him and in you know, many aspects i, I wanted to he was ask a nice guy <clears throat> totally and actually he was one of them i would don't i don't want him called father of the drums but he was almost like it you know he was like embracing the whole band and the whole performance so he was you know really a beautiful person to be have around and if i can ask you could one. talk about everything yeah which was always something leading was guiding you somewhere so it was not he was focused on what he was explaining and he was and you know, it wasn't it wasn't really meaningless or senseless it was always something really determined and focused Respectful for also Ben.
1: Yeah. Could could I ask one more one more drumming question? Um, yeah, please. I, I love talking about <laughs> drums. Who are your favorite drummers of all time and why?
2: Oh, Ben. <laughs> this is a question you know it's, it's almost difficult, almost impossible to My I think my favorite drummer is a jazz guy. Mhm. And he is um, and I mean, his name is Alvin Jones. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think, the best jazz drummer that has always been like, played. So, so you can look up this name, yeah. Alvin Jones. Did he play with Miles Davis or have I got that wrong? No, no, no. He didn't play with Miles Davis, but he played with my favourite pianist, McCoy Tyner. You know, he was like um, very complex and attractive to listen to. So it was beautiful. Right. I mean, the record. This is the record. The records you can listen to. Yeah. Like conserved. And he's always. It's absolutely stunning. So he's. I think he's one of my favorite ones. Okay. But um, if you listen, playing with Miles Davis, you know, I also like. Al Foster, of course, you know, mm-hmm. the guy who did this electric phase with him. Jack Dijonet. They're also like Tony, Tony Williams, of course. You know, they are all incredible.
1: I wanted to ask uh, about your, your new album, which is coming out um, in August. Um, the, yes. th- the three tracks I've heard of it are, are all excellent. Um, Thank you. It's called Descent, which seems like a very relevant title um, for 2021. Why did you choose that particular title?
2: You know, I wanted to make clear that I don't want to go... I don't want to copy myself or repeat. So it's a little bit... It's, I it's, not, it's a bit... Not distant, but distant, distant to the stuff. A little bit that I did, you know, before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, as I said, I didn't want to copy myself. And um, so it's kind of dissent it's quite there's some things something similar I don't know if if you understand what i mean i don't i hope
1: i'd do you mean dissent from what you did before as in your sort of refusing yeah. to be yeah, yeah
2: so it's you know it's it's not really what um what I have done to before, and it is close but not too like let's say. The far, far on the floor piece, piece stuff. So, you know, I tried to do something which hasn't, which is not studio, studio-based. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that you can take out and
2: play live. I can, We can, can take out and play live. And, you know, this is actually what we did. I always said, let's imagine... We're playing a gig. So this was something a really big like mentor. You know, like a like a phrase that I that I also almost used as um, like imagine to to be in front of people.
1: Because you recorded um, you recorded jam sessions and edited them down, um, correct? Um why did you take that particular that particular way of working?
2: Um, you know, Ben, I don't... I must say, I don't really prefer the, the, the word jam. Mm-hmm.
0: You
2: know, I would call it differently. I would call it conversation, conversational, or improvising. So It's like a communication... Right. ...which is going on. Some people... So, some people have suggested, yeah, you know, the word jam is a bit. I think it's first. Nobody knows what it means. Close if you're talking about music. So it's it's not really that that well to describe things.
1: I, I think the problem with jam is is it maybe that it's been misused in in many ways. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. There's sort of jam bands, which are these. Uh, largely American bands, which I don't think are very good. But, yeah, improvisation makes more sense.
2: Yeah, but also free, you know. It's, yeah. A jam can really... I don't know what, what it is, you know, to, to be honest. So, but it somehow limits down the freedom of, of expression. Right. And from my understanding. But I, as I said, you know, I don't know what it is. Some people have, have
1: suggested an affinity with CAN because of this way of, of improvising, recording, and editing. Does that make sense to you, even if the, the end results are kind of very different?
2: Oh, ben, you know, CAN is something which is also quite educated. You know, the, the one guy, Holger Chuka, he was also he was student of Stockhausen again. And so it was really very fixed. And But Horio Chuka was a, was a nice guy, I think. I, I met him once. And I have some friends who are working with him here in Berlin. And they said, you know, he had some good inventional ideas. Uh- it, it also came from this, I think, I think from the education through through Stockhausen, who, who was always, you know, so he wanted to use stuff um, different than other people. Like this radio thing. You know, Holger Zucker did, did some radio recordings and then he put it into the music and... Do, do you... a spontaneously a spontaneous idea, you know?
1: Yeah. Do, do you see yourself... Um, as belonging to this tradition um, of sort of Stockhausen, Cannes, craftwork, um, things like that, a very sort of experimental uh, German music tradition that kind of maybe has its roots in the 60s and 70s?
2: Well, you know, the only thing I can answer to this is I'm trying to explore to ex- to do experiments and not be limited by something. Right. So, you know, the the technique in the studio is quite sometimes very important. As it some as it somehow was also through the guy who you mentioned. So I have in you know, my studio here is it's like ex- explore, um, exploring science place, you know. I'm trying to get into very deep into into again. I always, it's a bit boring, but I also can say I'm trying to get the most out of how, how things can sound and how can they be how they can be altered to give more depth.
1: I don't think that's boring. Uh, I think I think I think that's a very interesting process and an interesting approach to take as well
2: but well, it's interesting for me you know <laughs> it's I'm, interesting I for me as well to, sometimes i'm i'm doing here i'm listening to let's say synthesizer loops of a certain certain synthesizer which are not very common but uh, you know it's like it can go on for ages and my wife from upstairs she, oh, are you listening what are you doing and she's getting bored by this, but she understands that I really like it. And but isn't isn't that? I, would, I wouldn't say drum loop, then. Yeah. I would say, you know, if there's some repetition and and you know playing around with this with this one synthesizer, which is ancient and it's it's absolutely beautiful. So so open and. It, Instrument to to do this this exploring and for hours and hours. This is really what I like.
1: But I I have a um, I have a theory that that one of the reasons why your music sounds so distinctive and is so hard to do right is is because of this. I mean I'm I'm thinking I was reading an interview with you um, sort of a few hours ago. And um, obviously, the, the whole the dub techno sound has been copied lots and lots and lots of times. But the interviewer said, "Well, why why don't people ever get it? How 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 you got it?" And I think, in a way, maybe that's that's kind of the answer. Like because you're you take the time to listen to a, a synth loop for for hours and to sort of understand the way it sounds. Is that is that a plausible theory or?
2: No I have to interrupt this is something which came out by chance you know it was there was some there were some people coming in and they were doing something in the studio, and I got hooked on this, you know, mm-hmm. not me alone, but you know us together and so it wasn't like really only this one and for example, this I would say it's quite. Word top techno, is something we didn't invent. You know, it was all of this was invented through, through other people. You know, we didn't say, okay, now we're doing this, and now we're doing, you know, techno with some dubby um, approaches. This is something that came along through making it, and it was named by other people. From outside, you know, they they didn't understand where we really wanted to go or what we really released. Then it was called dub techno, you know. the word himself, it wasn't something we we were, you know, we really put up.
1: Do you dislike the term?
2: No, I like it. (laughs) No, I just wanted to explain. Right, right, right.
1: No, I I, th- I think this is one one of the things I love um, about Basic Channel Records was um, if you if someone had suggested you know before I'd heard a record of that combining dub with techno I wouldn't have understood it, but as soon as you hear it, it sounds absolutely perfect. It sounds it sounds almost obvious, um, and you know it I'm I'm sure it wasn't obvious, but like it seems like they work so well together.
2: But you know in into this, in this tradition of basic Chen when we started to to work with singers from Jamaica, you know people were shouting at us and they were got really angry and they were trying to they swear at us, you know why are we doing this this is stupid I remember one call phone call I got from Scotland from a shop, and they you know they they could, they did understand basic Channel, and the guy was shouting at me on the phone, and she said, why are you doing this? It's, and then 10-inch, such a big copy, and don't do it, why do we do it? You know, it was really something very shocking, you know, because we'd had, um, you know, we let them, the chance of things, like this kind of happening.
0: Is you know, that? Because a
2: guy from, like Tiki from Jamaica came, or from um, Dominica came in and he's, he was singing on the track that we put up for him, it was, it was a rhythm track and he immediately was snapping it and he could sing on it, you know, at the most absolutely stunning. And I liked what he did because it was so complex and so something I haven't heard before. So I recorded it, and it was one of the first releases of of this label, rhythm songs.
1: How well? How do you work with people who are so different, and it works out well? I mean, do you have? a method of collaborating with people that, you know, works or is it, I mean, do you prefer to sit down and talk first or do you prefer to, um, immediately start making music or how, how do you do it?
2: It's the same thing. I let it happen, you know, um, not um, being too strict. I'm, I, I let things develop, you know, this is something maybe the right, the keyword. word, um, but um <clears throat> so I, I I take it respectful and I, I take it very open and you know, my ears open. <laughs> so it's quite you know, I don't I don't want to say okay, now we do this and this. So it's there's no there's no, not a goal that's if I'm if I'm meeting somebody in the studio, for example, like Carl Craig, who is really like up for this combination of art and sound, art and sound. You know, he did this one installation in a very nice museum in New York, and he was filling up a whole room with sound. Yeah, and this is something I really loved. You can read about this in, online. Yeah. Uh, it's an installation, and the museum is called Daya, Daya Bieten. Mm-hmm. It's an art museum with all the big names, and he is, he's one of them now. And he tried to, to install these things to make it really, sonically very, very outstanding. Mm-hmm. I've always liked to mention this because you know, he was doing something, and I was absolutely amazed when I saw when I listened to it the first time. Yeah. And then we, you know, played in the opening last year. And like March, just before, I don't want to talk about it, but just before, you know, this pandemic came up. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to ask. But I, I'm still, you know, I'm still in the room. Yeah. Uh, it's so intense, and she set it out so precisely and very human and n- nice. So, if you ever have ever have a sh- chance to go to Beacon, which is like upstate New York, and you can you go enter this museum which is called Dyer, mm-hmm. Dyer Beacon, you will be, you will be also absolutely fascinated. And, as I said, you know, he is... Carl is one of the guys who's... I feel with him quite the same, that he is... He's letting things happen. And it's, it's mostly fun, you know, that we're having. This is what I'm trying to do. Can I ask because, about... Yeah, uh,
1: please. Uh, one Atkins as well, because of the 3MB with... um Wan Atkins album was re released earlier this year. Um mm-hmm. and this it's it's one of my my favourite uh techno records. Um but I've always wondered how did it how did it come together? Um I heard that you were in New York, uh sorry, you're in Detroit, um buying uh, musical equipment. But yeah, how <laughs> how did it happen? Well, you
2: know <clears throat> Sorry, Ben, it's not a the record, it's a jazz record. Right. It is, and not, not that because of this one uh, track is called Jazz, it is a teacher, but for me, it's, you know, it's a jazz record. It's improvised and, but the whole equipment thing is something that is still connected to exploration that I wanted to get. And you, I couldn't find the right sound in the instrument instruments available at this time like digital stuff and very flat sounding stuff so I was trying to find something else used and almost over outworn you know so I knew that it sounds going to, to go to sound good I'm still having still having some of these mm-hmm. these items and they still sound beautiful and I mean one knew about this and he was laughing at the stuff i was using because he said oh it's from a pawn shop not pawn no? not a pound pound, a, yeah pawn. a dollar shop pawn maybe lacking?
1: yeah oh yeah. porn sorry yes yeah i know what you mean yeah
2: it's from a dirty second hand store and here they were using this for you know they were selling weapons guns in these shops incredible so I went in. Do you have some music instruments? And they had. I mean, like worn out, overused, dirty, and so one was laughing about this, and he wasn't. He was not kind of maybe not understanding what it was really going for. But then this record came together, and like again, same thing, improvising, setting up beats, and. Having fun. A, a lot was made but then this is so, so, such a long time ago. Yeah. And you know maybe we can talk about something which is happening momentarily.
0: Yeah.
1: A, a lot lot is, is possible. Of of course, yeah. Well I want to talk about, about sort of um modern electronic music. Um you once said that that techno is is boundless. Um and I personally worry that a lot of modern techno doesn't push boundaries that feels quite in it in its in its box. Do you mm-hmm. agree with that or am I listening to the wrong kind of music?
2: No. I mean it's this is your choice. And how you say it, how you name it, or how you listen to it. Mm. You know I am I was sometimes a bit disturbed by the, let's say, functionality. Right. And by being an archive for how things make people, like really you play stuff and you know that it's gonna happen, it's gonna work in the, in the club. And this is something which, which was not imaginable at the time, you know, it came up, so everybody said, "Oh, this is terrible." But one time, it was you know, put uh, put up on the radio, and so it was really quite. You could not, like, really imagine that it's it's going to be played on the radio so popular, which it is, which is, it, which is it now.
1: How do you think people are going to listen to um your the latest album, people are going to listen to dissent? I mean, do you envisage people hearing it on the radio? Do you think people are more like to sit down and listen?
2: Yeah. I think it's it's interesting enough to complex enough to to get into it more and more. Also for I don't know, maybe young listeners or it's not pop music of course. No. But there's something I think there's something attractive happening. What do you think?
1: I think I, I well I I love the kind of sound uh it explores. I I think that it sounds very modern but uh at the same time with with sort of without ignoring all of the history of your music if you see what i mean like i can mm-hmm. feel um as i said i've heard 3 tracks and you can hear for example um i think it's uh track number 6 there's a real it sounds like uh, no number 7 excuse me it feels like there's a real like dub influence there or or sort of similar dubby effects but it's you know it's not just that there's also um there's also jazz and there's electronic um that there's the electronic noises. Actually for me it sits very well. I, I love I love jazz music as well and I love that combination. So I think I think it's a, it's an excellent record. And do you I again do you do you do the three of you, uh Laurel and hein, Heinrich have sort of very fixed roles in the band or do you do you move instruments?
2: No no I mean you know, what was my point of recording? It was like also like live playing. I was mixing this up, treating it with some with some outboard gear, and so I had a. Um, it repeats the you know the, the paragraph that I already mentioned mm-hmm. to play live to to be be in front of a. Of a crowd, or so. I'm trying to influence the, the quite strict way of of playing together. You know, this is something that will have also live. And Laurel was, you know, she's a brilliant synthesist. So she knew how to, also from her experience in the studio, she knew how to. How to treat the sound which, which are coming up. You know, There's one really very l- limited guy, mm-hmm. sound, song. And she's like, you know, Heinrich is playing only single drum hits. And she's taking these drum hits into her equipment. And they sound like aliens, you know, things from outer space. So it's a nice track, very, very reduced. Which
1: track is this?
2: Uh, This is, I think it's called chapter six or I think six.
0: Right, right.
2: You know, it really like some, there's some delay, a very dark. And then there's a four on the block kick drum. And it's, I love this track. There's some strings. Mm -hmm. It sounds some of maybe not very, Common to to, to people, you know, there are only these drum hits, and as I said, you know, all these elements are already mentioned.
1: Obviously, the, the band, well, the trio has, has. Oh, sorry, did I interrupt you?
2: No, no, no. Go ahead. No,
1: I was going to say that the trio obviously has your your name on it. Um mm-hmm. But how? I mean, how? Democratic is it is it you having the final say in the studio because it's your band or, or would laurel say have the final say on an, on another track
2: um good question <laughs> no, I mean she's like very very good as um she's given direction and some you know playing live and the mood which is coming up coming from her playing and her treating of instruments also with her own mixing desk and yeah like she's like really something some somebody really very important to have this these stairs of of where it goes to because she's mainly you know, a rhythmic person mm-hmm. the first time i saw her it was also playing out playing out in a club in Tokyo and how she were treating rhythmic structures it was absolutely outstanding. So I said, okay, maybe she can be good to to be stand, to be standing by me with with rhythmical ideas and so yeah she's I mean she's very int- and her She's playing is playing something very nice, and she's like a jazz pianist. She's educated. She was playing in Detroit, I think, with quite advanced jazz bands.
1: I didn't know that about her. I didn't know that.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. And do you have,
1: um, after all you've done in music, I mean, do you have any outstanding things that you you still really want to do any kind of like live life's ambitions in music
2: I want to I want to work with the choir
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm composing a piece for for a choir which I'm um, it's almost ready and it can be released maybe next year but it's already something very I'm using this the synthesizer I'm, I already talked about. It's
0: mm-hmm.
2: gonna be like a deep track, like a deep kind of music. And you know, I love vocals. And okay. there's some. It's really complex, but it's not. It's not. It's not stressful. And so this is the the track I'm gonna compose. There's some rhythmical, electronic elements also, and I'm almost ready with this composition. Is it
1: in any way, uh, and I ask this because I love them, Is it? does it have any sort of relation to what the Beach Boys, for example, might do with voices, or is it more classical?
2: No, it's a kind of, it looks like it's going to be a piece for a classical choir, but without lyrics. Mm-hmm. But it's not like something. If, he, if I want want to perform it, it should be really, the, you know, the perfect room for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it, it does make sense if you if you um, m- um, mention this to any, I would say, young techno listeners. So, I don't. I don't, I don't know, either I will release myself
0: mm-hmm.
2: or another common label will release it. But it's not, this is not, not discussed yet. Right. So it's something to be discussed. And, how... and in what, under what circumstances it comes together, it's hard to say. How do you
0: keep
1: on innovating, Can you keep on coming up with new ideas? After you know making music for four decades, basically
2: one recipe is that when I'm coming into the studio, I'm I'm telling me myself, I cannot invent music every time. Every time I go into the studio, new, you know, I'm I'm quite humble, you know, and I go for. Is what my insight is telling me. Is this somehow understandable? You know, as an architect, I, w- I would say I cannot come into the office and to invent architecture every time. I go every time, every day, new.
1: So you almost you almost free yourself in a way by loosening the expectations.
2: Yeah, um, I say there's there's nothing to to go further, you know. Yeah. And I don't expect to to write on to write the, the subject music new new again every day. Mhm. This is impossible. I mean So I'm trying to 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 reset. To do resets every day. Mm-hmm. This is what leads me to, to, to try and, you know, I don't say, okay, now I'm going to do a so-and-so track. But it's, it's coming by itself. You know? It's coming up mainly by e- open ears and fun. Same thing over and over. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Having fun. You know, life is a part of you.
1: Do you think maybe that is a side of you that people that, that people don't see? Because I I think um, I don't know. Certainly, basic channel had a quite there uh, there was well you were seen as very serious, and is that I'm I'm not saying you're not serious about your work uh, because obviously you are. But like, do you think people maybe got the wrong impression?
2: Hard to say, Ben, from being inside. Yeah, true. You true. know, I'm not talking to uh, to somebody who is. Everybody's serious about. I mean, some producers from from Detroit are a bit more, maybe a bit lighter. In doing things. But I've never talked to to somebody about this. Mm-hmm. But maybe people are right, you know. It's a trend that can be somehow serious. It's I agree. Maybe right. Probably I agree. But I, I will think about. I will continue thinking about <laughs> it then. Yes.